Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome again to New York Talk. Uh, today we have the review of the 2-1 one, one loss to Jack to Stanley on Tuesday night. And we are going to look ahead to our first away game of the season, which is Wigan Athletic on Saturday, which should be a pretty big game. Um, we have Danny Odenglaze with us again. Thank you for joining us, Danny. No worries. Pleasure as always. Uh, Ben's back with us. Hello, Benjamin. Uh... And Michael is with us. Unfortunately, he's not in a car park in Wales. He is back home. Um, nice to have you back in civilization. Oh, it's good to be back in God's country, as you uh, as you pointed out on the on social media. Um, and, and I managed to get it right the way across the border without any refugees in the back of my boot. So I tell you what, the nightmare in Wales, you know, trying to get back over border back into uh, back into <laughs> England. You've got to be really is it, careful. Is it the Welsh trying to get back into England? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Fair enough. Okay. Different COVID rules over here, you see. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, mm. yeah fair point. <laughs> um, right, so let's crack on. Like I say, we'll start with the 2-1 lost to Accrington in the first round of the Carabao Cup. Um, we we go from, for sadly from us, um, and two goals from Accrington, obviously. Uh, Danny, you were there. Um, it was, it was it, at the end of the day, I suppose it doesn't matter, but there's still things we've got, we've got to point out and go through because there were some issues, particularly the first half was a very, very poor performance, weren't it? Yeah, I mean, the the, fir- the first half, I mean, you, you can put it down to there being only four players on the pitch who started Saturday. Um, mm. So a little bit of a cohesion issue, but I can see why... One has done that because he needs to get minutes into everybody before kicking on with the season a little bit. Uh, and I mean, the first half, yeah, it wasn't our best performance, but it was good for the new signings to sort of just bed in a little bit, mm. which I think they did. I think in the first half, uh, Ollie Rathburn, Rathburn, Rathbone, whichever one it is, uh, he was certainly a standout in the first half. And... Mm. Um, Adolphin started to show what it was all about as well. So that's that's good to see. 
Uh, but the only one who had a bit of a shaky start was, uh, we'll call him Reg, because it's easier to say than Edmunds Green, isn't it? <laughs> um, but he, he, he started a bit slow. He looked a little bit lost in the first half, but by the second half, we were starting to find his feet a little bit, which is good to see uh, from a new signing. But yeah, first half were poor overall, but it was good that the new signings were starting to find the feet a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Accrington played mostly their first team, um, as far as best we could tell. From not being an Accrington fan, but I knew several of their players, which suggested they played their strongest team. And for me, we got bullied in that first half. Um, yeah. I'd like to say, Edmunds Green was not as strong as I thought it could have been. Mattox, not a natural centre-back, and he was very loose, shall we say, for, against Dion Charles for the first goal, which gave him far too much space. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a learning curve though we've now got minutes in the bank and we've also got next time with Blackwood so we've got a much better idea of how they played I, I was fairly impressed with them but bearing in mind it wasn't our strongest 11 yeah you know you can't, we can't give too much credit I suppose um, mm. Mick Mr Vocal about it not mattering um, go on uh, it's, uh, you've, you've, you've said it Matt as far as I'm concerned, it's it's just time on pitch. That's what that's all it is. Um, letting letting the new the, the new lads sort of uh, bed themselves in a little bit, get a bit of game time. Edmunds Green's had about forty five minutes of game time, I think, pre season. Any, you know. So I, I don't I don't have a problem with it whatsoever. Whether it's a good or, good or bad performance overall is not massively important. It's about the players learning to play play with each other. Uh, getting used to each other, getting used to what's expected of them. Um, it's, for me, it's a pre-season friendly. Um, and I, I, yeah, I know we want to win every game, but I'm quite glad we're out, to be honest. Fair enough. Ben, are you in the same, uh, same boat? <coughs> I mean, yeah, there. Obviously, I, I didn't watch the game. I didn't go, I didn't watch it. But looking on the highlights, their two goals came from a long goal kick and a throw-in. Take that I want. It's not really open play. A goal kick, a kick out keeper's hands and a throw in. And then 10 seconds later, he scores. I'm not classing that as open play. So I think I think that's a good good sign. Then again, our goal was from a set piece. So that kind of balances out, uh, which is not good. Uh, one thing I did see on the, the highlights, which really, really annoyed me, was sadly taking shots from 60 yards out. <laughs> ah, but they were all on target, though. Yeah, they were mm. all on target. Didn't score from any of them, though. No, it's from one in the end. Yeah, it's scored from one. With a free kick, right? Yeah, but the other ones is with waste of possession. Really. Okay. Yeah, well, Paul Warren said afterwards, or in the preview to this to Wigan's game, that it feels like sadly is trying a little bit too hard. It would be um, doing a few laps if our manager. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I think I think he is trying to add on on Tuesday. It, it just it just took an extra touch. He tried you know he tried to take on the man where and the pass back would have been much easier. Uh, I do think he's trying a little bit too hard because he's not playing, so he's got to try doing something extra special to find try, try and force his way back into the team. Um, like it's an excellent goal, but there were a few few of the moments he, he didn't have a faultless performance for me sadly, but he did okay I suppose. Um, Danny, before we come back to Rotherham players, the referee uh, on t- on Tuesday night, um, Wait, Gavin Ward. Uh, it wasn't Gavin Ward. I've, I've, I've lost his name now. Um, uh, Will Finney. That's who it was. Will Finney. 
Mr. Mr. Finney. Uh, he was inconsistent, giving soft free kicks. Not many of them to us either. <laughs> oh. Well, bear in mind, uh, I was in the family stand for that game because I uh, wandered round to where my mates were sitting. Um, safe to say there was some very choice language coming from the family stand towards that referee. Yeah. Um, and um, one of there was a, a young lass sat behind me, and uh, when the referee was lining up, I think it was for corners, we always had to go into the box and have a word with everybody. And she, and she says from the back, does he have to tell them like it's going to be a corner every single time? And it takes about a minute every time to take a corner. And I went, yeah, get him told, say it louder. Um, but I think one of the few correct decisions he got all evening was the free kick that led to our goal. Mm. Other than that, the, it were, some of the t- challenges from Accrington that he gave their way were very soft, you know. Um, it, and he got booed off at full time, which is nice to see. Football's well and truly back, if you get to see that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they were one of the... They, were a bit, they reminded me a little bit of Wickham last season. That They were clearly very big and strong. They clearly had that in their armoury, but they were very, very happy to go down after with a little bit of contact. And the referee just just sang their tune. Yeah, they were very happy to uh, waste time at the back as well. Because uh, one one as well. Yeah, they're like their their keeper took forever to take goal kicks, and it's one of their defenders. I think it was um, Nottingham always had to go up and like hold the keeper's hands if going. Come on, goal kick. Go, go, yeah, go and lead him off to take it. It's like. But yeah, I agree completely. They remind me very much of Wickham, but it's a good test to show how teams of that calibre mm. will line up against us. And it's like uh, Warney said in his interview, we need against teams like that, we need to play it out from the back more rather than just trying to hit it uh, on the head because it'd be like hitting a, a square peg into a round hole that just won't work. But mm. if we learn how to break them down correctly, which he says we need to learn how to do, then... You know, I'm looking forward to the next game against Accrington because hopefully we'll know how to get through him that time. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping that's, I'm hoping that's not a blueprint of right, they're a big, strong physical team and we've got no idea. Um, mm. We've got to learn because it's League One. You're going to get a big, strong physical team. That's what League One is half made up of. You just said they're a big, strong physical team, but they were going down. They used the, they were used the strength very well. So if, if they want to go long to Dion Charles or Colby Bishop... They went long and they won a lot of headers. Right, Richard Wood weren't playing, so we, we were missing out probably our best def- best defender in the air. And you got Matic there if they're probably hard, and again, Harding's better in the air. But they were they use that strength and physicality to their benefit yeah, in, the, in the danger areas. It's not impressive if you're just going to go down. It's not impressive because you can get away with it. I could be big, strong, and physical if I'm going to go down every two minutes because no one would touch me. So it's not that impressive, is it? When you get someone who knows the tricks of the trade, like Woody, really used... it's not going to work. It's not going to work when you know someone who's been there and done that. I had to get away with little pugs and little uh, not pugs, little tugs and holds and stuff. When you know someone who get away with that, it won't work. So, I won't yeah, they just sort of bullied us. They, they bullied us in in a several senses of the word, not only because of their physical strength, but they bullied us in terms of their. You won't like the word, Ben, but the nouse of how to win fouls. They bullied us in that sense as well. Because other teams have to. They use intimidation word like bullying and then say winning fouls. You can't use them two words in the same sentence. Bullying and winning fouls are on the opposite ends of the spectrum. So let's not use bullying as the right word. We could say that Accrington's pendulum swings from one end to other. In some areas, they bully, and in other times, they're very smart winning tackles. Yeah. 
But are they, but can they only bully yeah. because they win fouls? If they didn't win fouls, then they wouldn't be able to bully because they'd be able to use their physicality. But it's a non-contact sport nowadays, isn't it? So you're not allowed to play. <laughs> I, I said that in the uh, in the vlog video because <laughs> I, I, I said the ref doesn't understand it's a contact sport. Is, uh, yeah, I watched basketball, which is a, a which is a well-established fact. It's a non-contact sport, and there is more contact in that than our sport. Um, let's be real; it's, it, it's sometimes it's funny, man. It's really funny. Mm. I think whether it's non-contact or contact sport, you push the limits. So if you're a non-contact sport, you are going to push the physical limits. Whereas if it's meant to be a contact sport, you'll push the limits of the other way because you're going to try and win fouls. It, it goes in, it goes whatever type of sport is, you're going to find the limits. Not in other contact sports. That you can't really seen. push non-contact in rugby though, can you? Oh, that's no. my point. Football's meant yeah. to be a contact physical game. That's no, I don't see. Remember the saying, shoulder to shoulder. Shoulder to shoulder now is a yellow card, red card sometimes. It's like really. I think that? I think you're right, Ben, and and you know uh, this this is a problem that seems to be exclusive to football as a sport as well. Um, I don't see cheating in any other sport at this level. Um, it's just it's just endemic within football. Uh, on a slightly different topic. I don't know whether any of you have seen it, but there's a, a documentary just been released by Al Jazeera TV um, mm, about state football. Uh, I'm about halfway through it, and let me tell you, it's, it's up on YouTube. Can't remember what it's called now, uh, but if you, if you if you search Al Jazeera football, it's about the third third one down. It is fantastic. It is fascinating, and I'll tell you now, it is absolutely bent. Completely corrupt the EFL. Looking at it, I, honestly, it, it, it's, it's, it's scary. It's really, when, really, really scary. Going back to the state of football, why other sports aren't like it? There is no respect in football. You see, when a foul's given, five players swarm around the referees. Other sports, that's a foul. That's a penalty. In other sports, you see rugby players. Every other sport, referee, sir, sir, go away. Yeah, I'm going away. Speak to the captain. It's not like that in football. Oh, ref, ref, ref. Do you see this in his face? Tell him to f off. He's blind and stuff. There's no respect, and this is where it comes from because referees have such a hard job nowadays because they, they don't get respected by anyone. No one likes referees. Who likes? Yeah, referees? you said that no they, one, have, they have no a one very hard them, job. Sir. No one calls them. No, yeah, but no one. But then, no respect. No one calls but them. But then sir. you get people. The, 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 you get people like Finney from Tuesday night refing games. And you can't have respect because because they're playing to the hands of what we're, we're going off. We're going off a massive tangent. <laughs> he, 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 the reason Accrington did what they did was because the referee allowed them to do it. If the referee had said, "Right, I'm not. I'm, if that's soft, that's soft. I'm not giving soft fouls. I'm not," then they wouldn't have done it. They wouldn't be allowed to do it. The referee, the referees have caused this in the first place. Yeah, they have. But referees can't change it because if they have five players swarming them and they give each of them a yellow card, everyone's going to be on Twitter saying, oh, what's football, what's football? This is the problem. We've gone too far in one way. We can't switch it back. And it's stuck. It's genuinely stuck. Football is not going to be the sport it was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, ever. It's not. It's going to go down in ratings. Less people are going to watch it. I promise you right now. I don't watch it. I don't watch Robin. You think I'm watching Premier League? You know, see quality that last year. Jesus Christ, I'll be down to Millmore or still being and watch that. I'm not fed up with Millmore. I, 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 will, I will get in uh, the last word on the referee. The man took 90 minutes to give that keeper a yellow card for time oh, wasting. Man. And he was it's doing it throughout the game. <laughs> yeah. They were doing it from nil-nil. No, the first minute were crazy. Yeah. 
They're just like, oh, I'll just have a chat. Oh, look, they make Nottingham <laughs> come into other words when they are. Oh, just have a chat with them. No, get on with it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, back onto the players. Josh Cody started his first game for Rotherham United. Danny, there's lots, lots and lots to be positive about, about him. It's certainly not a finished article. But it, again, we talk about ticking boxes. He ticks a lot of the right boxes of being a striker. Yeah, he does. But I'd, I'd put it down to his experience, yeah. uh, especially in the, the Rotherham squad and with our players. Because, I mean, we've seen flashes of what he's capable of. Like he's, flash, he's shown flashes of being a really strong physical player. He's shown flashes of being a really <laughs> technical player. And he's shown flashes of being a striker who's able to beat people um, and, and just play through them. But at the same time, he's still very green on in certain aspects. You know, like when to make that run, when to make that pass. But I'm very confident with what I've seen of him so far. It's just pushing him that bit further, you know, make him a, a more of a regular first-teamer. And I think he'll be a really quality player. He does remind me more of a Freddie Ladipo striker than a Michael Smith striker, though. That, like, that's that's the nature yeah. of his game, if that makes sense. Yeah, he's, he's, he's built like Smith. But he doesn't quite—he's not—he doesn't use that physicality yet. Hopefully, he'll learn. Uh, if, he, mm. if you're going to learn off somebody, Michael Smith is a perfect guy to learn on how to use your strength and weight and put, bully the defenders. Um, he's also got a massive throw as well, which I, which I didn't realise he had mm. until Tuesday night. Yeah, um, yeah it's not really like box. Yeah, you kind of want to box, don't you? Not yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I can throw it. Maybe, maybe you can get into any box. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, possible. Um, but he made his first start for the club. So did uh, Academia Dolphin, Ollie Rathbone, Shea Ferguson's first start for the club, as we've already mentioned, Edmunds Green's first start for the club. Um, it was really important to get these minutes under the belt, but a lot of these will probably start Saturday. You won't be surprised to see a Dolphin start Saturday. Rathbone might start Saturday. The, the, it was almost a, a prep for Saturday's game. Okay. We appear to have lost Mick and Ben. So, Danny, do you think how many of those could see starting for Saturday? Um, I think, if, yeah, we, oh, we've just lost Mick and that's it. Oh, we've just lost Ben. Oh. But, yeah, I can see I can see Rathbone potentially starting Saturday because uh, of the way Barley's are played, because Barley's mm. looked a little bit off it. Uh, so, I can yeah, see Rathbone coming in and is playing a bit more of an attacking midfield rather than a sitting midfield. Um, but if we do decide to play a sitting midfield, I can see a Dauphin starting. So, uh, mm. um, And then the question is, do you have Ferguson or Miller on your left side? That's, uh, you know, would you want Pace late or no Pace to start with? That's that's the question, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it is. Because Chio will start. Chio came on half-time and we're, again, we're typical Chio. So Chio's going to start. He seems to be growing into that, uh, into the, Full-back role, wing-back role, very, very impressively. Um, when on, you say full-back, I mean, if anyone watches well, wing back. football, you say full-back, it's not. <laughs> if anyone watches the football, it's the opposite of a full-back. It made me laugh, that's all. It's just, okay. yeah, I found it funny. It won't be a very good full-back, let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, it's it's literally the position in... in yeah, 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 in, in, so, in, in proper oh. football. But in very football, it won't be a very good full-back. <laughs> just saying that. Is, isn't the... Uh... The old, the old fashioned term a half back for what Gio's position yeah. is. I think it probably is, yeah. I think it probably is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you might be right. Mick, you know about that, don't you? Uh, yeah, that, you know. 
<laughs> but back when they used to have two defenders and seven strikers or whatever it used to be. <laughs> Golly when. Gully went, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was Gully went. Um, if anybody wants to have a look on YouTube, we've got Danny's match day vlog. Gully went needed. It's, it's Gully went, so Gully went needed. Gully, I think, oh, I think it loves people call different things. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, if anybody wants to have a look at Danny's match day vlog, that's up on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. So go over there, search New York Talk, and you'll see up on there. Go through. You will see Sadly as Goal. We haven't talked about Sadly as Goal. Give it a goal. But finish on that, Danny. Um, an excellent free kick. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I mean, like I've just said, go and watch the video for uh, my reaction and my mate's reactions. We, we were just completely took off guard by that goal. Uh, I've seen yeah. a few people complain about the um, sort of uh, Icelandic chant we did beforehand. Um, <laughs> but that, I liked it. It was new. You know, it got us going a bit. Mm. But it, it, it took us so, so much by surprise. Like the last time yeah. I saw a free kick like that was when Barley's put it in against Blackpool a couple of seasons ago. Mm. But this, I think this one just tops it because it we're about 25, 30 yards out or so. My and God, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's worth watching our highlights just for that. And you mind Accrington's two goals, just watch it for Sadly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, um, one final issues. What I will say is you could throw the blame at Victor Johansson's feet for both goals. I, th I think it was questionable for certain for the first one. The second one, I've got a bit more sympathy for him because it, the, the initial save is a fantastic save, but he's pushed it straight up in the air and it's just come back down. And that might have been ultra harsh, but you can question your hands of that, can't you? You, you can question him. You ask me. My Wi-Fi is impossible. Even very bad at the minute. You ask me or Danny? I ask me. Oh, right. did you? I'm oh, sorry. My, wife, my <laughs> Wi-Fi is awful. Sorry. My Wi-Fi is awful. I don't think mine's much better either, but, uh, I, I, yeah, I think you can blame him for that. I don't think there's any reason for him to push it straight up in the air. I think that was a poor effort. He should have gone over the back of a bar. Um, you know, you just help it over a bar, take a corner, and, and, and that's that. Uh, but the defenders should have been switched on as well. We can't be, we can't be, letting, uh, we can't be letting them get to that first ball, that second ball, sorry. Um, that's you know, so but it is what it is, isn't it? So it's uh, every day's a school day and all that. He's a young keeper, he's trying to get, he's trying to, he's trying to get as much as possible, and he leaves to take the safe option. But I mean, centre back sat there having a cup of tea. I know it's nice yeah. watching keepers next save and that, but you got to switch on a little bit, haven't you? Yeah, and even the first one, Mattox done him absolutely no favours there, and. The, the, the striker's very clever in terms of the shot. He's, he's unsighted to Johansson. Yes, Johansson could have done better, but Matic stitched him up a little bit there. But yeah. Clever shot, he's yeah. on target. I mean, it, it's it, it just the, the timing of taking the shot yeah. and sort of <laughs> taking it round from round Matic. If you watch Danny's videos, that's a really good angle of why Matic's not really helped him because uh, he, he takes it he takes it up from behind Matic, which means Johansson then can't see it. Oh, he's um, not goalkeeper, but I feel like that should have been saved. By an established goalkeeper, but this is what it is. Yeah, he's learning. I'm not a goalkeeper, uh, so I can't tell you. I've noticed. I've noticed. Um, a couple of bits of transfer news before we move on to Wigan Athletic. First <laughs> Mick, of all, were you a goalkeeper? Sorry, I was. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not you, me. I'm me. Five foot nine. Uh, 
Back in 50s, back, yeah. Back in 50s. You didn't have gloves, man. <laughs> no, we never wore gloves. I thought they'd put Biggie's lad in there, but I decided to pick you. <laughs> <laughs> I lost a lot of weight, man. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, transfer news. First confirmed and second one about a rejected bid. So, Tajula to, to Bowler, I think. Uh, as signed from Arsenal on a three-year deal on an undisclosed fee, but the reports are it's very, very minimal. Um, can play full, properly full-back, can play wing-back, can cover as a centre-back, Mick. He, he fits the bill. He, he, we needed somebody to cover for Matic for a long time, especially now with Matic getting more and more injured on a more regular basis. He mm. could end up being a really important player if he plays well. Yeah, yeah. And you don't get through to uh, to uh, through Arsenal Academy for, by being uh, by being crap, do you? Um, right, exactly, exactly. Uh, it's come through the same same structure as uh, as Shemi Ajayi did. So you know, <laughs> who knows? Who knows what? What you know? We, yeah, we, we all we're seeing is a, is a is a quick interview with lad, and you know, we don't know. But uh, it's it, it puts almost puts the cap on a, a really good transfer window for me. Potential, obviously, for for, for for maybe one more uh, prior to the end of August. But um, so striker. What do you mean? Why? Why? Why do we need one more? Why is it good? Just, I, th- I, th- I think I think we just need that little bit of extra strength up front. But I don't think it's a good competition. Because if we finish mid-table, it's not a good transfer window, is it? I said I think. I didn't say it were. I said I think it is. <laughs> I you said it were. No, I think uh, if, if you're going to play two up top, you need a fourth striker. You, you you really struggle to play two up top and only have three strikers, because number one, if you want to make several changes, you're stuck. You literally can't, and all it takes is one injury, and then you're down to bare bones up front. So you do need a fourth striker, which I think is top of the top of the list. Ben, oh, I mean, I suppose uh, I'm not a football manager, so I've got to tell you this. Keep saying what that. are you? What, you, you keep saying what you're not. What are you? Make a football player. I don't even know this sport. I don't know, you got me on here. This is wrong football for me. <laughs> wrong football. Talking about fullbacks and everything, I get me confused. Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's like a wide receiver, Ben. Yeah, I'm a wide receiver. No, Bowler is like a wide receiver. What? Oh, right. I thought you said he's centre back. He can play centre back. Left back. Left wing. He's not a very good receiver if he's centre back. I mean, this is off topic, but centre back, not a. Anyway, we'll go back to. Move on. Move on. So, yeah, one rumour strike coming. I originally asked a link with Sam Cosgrove. He's gone to Shrewsbury, so that's not happening. Um, We'll keep keep an eye out for who who comes in. I haven't haven't used any names linked to strike with other than the ones that are definitely not going to us. Um, no, I, I, this is a bit of a mystery, this one. I mean, I, uh, I read the thing that Paul Davis published early today, saying that mm. the strike that we've been pursuing for a long time isn't Sam Cosgrove. Uh, I mean, his name was on our list, but we had a fair few players in front of mm. him at the same time. And I think this striker who we've made contact with, and he, we've sort of gone, right, your decision, left it to the club's decision where to send him. Um, I think... He, he he's the one that's always been our first target, um. But it's down to his club now because there's a bit of interest in League One for him as well. 
So I imagine it might be a, stri- uh, a championship striker or potentially a, mm. a young Premier League one. But, you know, we, we've we've made contact. One, he spoke to the player and his agent and it's just down to the club where they think the best fit for him will be now. And then hopefully mm. we'll see something in the next couple of weeks for him. Hopefully. Yeah, we can we we can afford to be a bit patient. We're not we're not on, we're not bare bones, are we? So we can afford to be a bit patient this time of the season, which is plus. Um, mm. Final bit of transfer news before we move on to Wigan game. Uh, Brooke today, Paul Davis reported that there has been a bid rejected by the club for an unnamed player. The Twitter consensus is that it appears to be Michael Smith, uh, although a couple of names are mentioned, but that, that appears to be the one. Um, the Twitter consensus. Consensus from Twitter. I don't the, know. The, is, that, the, is, that, uh, is, that, is that the survey that comes out every 10 years? <laughs> that's, that is a census. Not the consensus. A consensus is a collective opinion. Oh, right. So everyone on Twitter's opinion. Oh, right. It must be true then. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's say it is Michael Smith, for argument's sake. It would have to be a pretty decent bid, Mick, because he is vital to the way we're playing. To replace him would be very, not impossible, but very difficult. Yeah, it'd be difficult, yeah. Um, my understanding, and I'm sure this is from Paul Davis, uh, that the, the, the bids come from a, abroad, come from a foreign club, uh, in which case I can't see it being Michael Smith, to be perfectly honest. I'd be very surprised if it were for Smithy. More likely it'd be someone like Dan Barlas or, or somebody like that. Um, so... I don't know. Either way, it's been turned down, so it's a moot point, really, isn't it? You know, um, we've been told to jog on and see what happens. Unless it's another one from Ipswich. Man, Ipswich might not realise we've sold Crooks here and be. Uh, if, it, it, if, it, if it were Ipswich, they'd be shouting from rooftops that they made a bid for somebody. Ipswich don't That's... play in shadows, do they? They no, let they everybody really. know what they're doing. So, well, they might be just trying a different tactic. You know what I mean? Doing it, doing it by stealth and added an extra 10 bob on. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, almost more importantly, Ben, is that the player has said, uh, we don't know who it is still, the player's not interested in the move. And that's key to it as well. We, know, we all know Crooks wanted to go. But if a player's not interested in the move, that takes away almost all the interest from the from the club that's t- trying to put the bid in because the player's not interested. It depends what clubs put it in, though. Because it's crew. And you say you don't want to go, you don't really offer much insight. But if it's Forest, for example, uh, then it is because he wants to stay at the club, and that's very good. It's hard to know without mm. no information whatsoever, except there was a bid and it was rejected. I, I, I know that uh, we had a conversation a week or so ago about um, you thinking Jamaica were near Africa. Uh, but just to, just to let you know that both Crew and Nottingham are both in this country and so therefore. Are unlikely to yeah, be I know. one of the overseas bidders on this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, then. If it was Shakhtar <laughs> or someone from Albania and he says no to Albania, it's different if he says no to Shakhtar. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I, was just, I just thought I'd have a dig, that's all. I know exactly what you meant. I was just trying to... <laughs> <laughs> you know. A blessing. Anyway, um, so that that hopefully hopefully with that's the last we hear of it. Um, there's still what a few weeks left of the transfer window, so who knows what can happen yet? Well, we'll all keep a very close eye on that. Um, so looking forward, looking ahead, Saturday afternoon, first away game, uh, which we'll have Rotherham fans in again since March 2020. 
hopefully this one ends much better than that horrible day in Rochdale. Um, Wigan Athletic, uh, we, we go to Wigan, Wigan Athletics. Um, they lost their first game of the season. They went away to Sunderland, uh, so it's their first home game of the season. It's one of those, Mick, that again, Ben won't like us saying it, but it looks like they've had a really good transfer window and they look well set. I know they've lost the first game of the season, but this, in theory, on paper, should be a really good test for us. What yeah. makes you think that they have had a good start? They've they've signed where they've had a good start. Lost the first seat, game of the season. What makes you think it's going to be? They've had a good season so far. They've lost the first game. I didn't say they had a good season. What did you say? I said they've had. I said they've had a, on paper. They've had a really good transfer window. What they brought in League mean? One's top scorer from last season. Bring the wing top scorer from the league last season. It's pretty good signing. Yeah, it depends, doesn't it? Could be Will Grigg and have one good season and play crap. Well, well, fingers crossed. That is exactly what happens. But yeah. Charlie Wyke is who is known for scoring goals. Anyway, well, Grigg, so go back to the guy I asked, Ben. I'll join him. No, I got to make the world good one. Not scoring goals, whatever. <laughs> no, you carry on, Ben, mate. You know that. Uh, yeah, nah, yeah they, they spent a lot of money, haven't they? Yeah, it means nothing, does it? It doesn't mean anything until until <laughs> mate come May next year. So, you know, they may be top of the league, 10 points, 12 points clear. By then, um, I, don't, I don't know. It's, you, you, you don't know what to expect from them, dear. Uh, like you said, they've made some on paper some good signings, but in the words of Brian Clough, you know, we don't pay on paper, do we? Brian Grass. So I weren't Brian Clough that said that, were it? Anyway, it, it was me that I said like it. That I like uh, that. Well done. That's it. I'd copy like that. Uh, yeah, I'll try. <laughs> yeah, but either way. I can't. I've, I've I've shot myself in foot there, and I'm embarrassed now that I've misquoted somebody. But um, yeah, I don't know, mate. I don't know what to expect, and I don't think any of us can know what to expect, can we? Really, we, we're, we're going to go there and put in the performance that we played last, put in last week. We, we should be all right, to be fair. Um, I think we managed the game out really well. I think we never got out of second gear last week. Um, so, well, I, th- I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. He says, having no knowledge he says confidently. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, well, if you if you do want to know what to expect, we are, me and Mick, are, I think I think Mick, actually, Mick's doing this with me, Adam Pendlebury, who is from um, Progression with Unity, with Athletic Podcast. That will be on our YouTube channel. If you haven't watched it already, go over there. We'll be talking with them about what to, what, listen, what to expect. You know, because there have been so many signings, it's difficult to know. Uh, what for? for us, what to expect? I don't know their manager is to be honest. We have I've never heard him before before him being at Wigan. So, and we'll have a quick chat about what's happened with Wigan the last couple of years because they've had a roller coaster journey in the last year or two. Wigan, um, but yeah, but with it being so early at season, Danny, all we can judge him on is the signings. One game in, you can't really judge him on that one game. We're judging us on one game, but it's difficult to judge Wigan on that at the minute. Look at their players where they were last season, and it looks like a Again, looks like it looks like a good window, and this should be a tough opponent. Yeah, I, I think uh, people think <clears throat> people think Wigan's going to be tougher uh, than they give them credit for, because like, like you say, they've made uh, they've signed good players uh, on paper, mm. but will they do the job at Wigan? That's the question. It's like I say, they've signed Charlie White, um, but I've noticed all of their new signings, bar about three or four. No, about no. Sorry, two or three are all in attacking positions. Like they're all in midfield or mm, further forward. 
so, and the goals they conceded against Sunderland, one was a penalty, more or less straight after Sunderland kicked off from Wigan's goal. Because they kicked off, went down the other end and won a penalty and they scored that. And then <clears throat> the second goal was conceded from a corner. So that might play to our advantage with uh, Smith and Wood and, and Freddie Ladipo lurking on the goal line as well. They, they looked very vulnerable from set pieces against Sunderland, which I don't know if that will play into our favour because we're, they all say we're a, a, a strong team who likes set pieces. But the, uh, them going forward is the thing that worries me. You, mm. you know, because it's like when they went forward against Sunderland, they just went straight through them. They had a cracking shot on target that I think hit the crossbar and then they put in the rebound. And as we've seen against Accrington, we need to be careful of that. Um, but I think it should be a good a good test, but I think it'll be one mess up by somebody who either wins the game or keeps the game level. That's mm. that's the way I'm going to go with it. This is where we have a bit of an advantage over teams like this, Ben. Let, let's let's say, for argument's sake, they've signed loads of really good players. They're only game two. So even if they end up being a really good team, like Danny says, those defensive frailties are going to show up in August rather than May. So it would, it's a good time to play a week, even Wednesday in a week or two's time. It's a good time to play teams who've made a bucket load of signings, isn't it, early on? Yeah, I mean, signing loads and loads of players and then not being good at uh, set pieces is like a guarantee. Because yeah. so coming from so many distant, oh, zone marking, we do man marking, we do all this. We don't focus on uh, special teams. We don't focus on set pieces. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so I think set pieces. There's this narrative that we're this big, strong, physical northern team who all we do is go foul and take set pieces uh, that everyone likes to build on. Um, is what it is, isn't it? Uh, score from a corner. So I guess it's kind of true. But I think set pieces are going to be massive for us, not because we're this big, strong northern side who like set pieces, because they because they won't be good at set pieces. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I don't think it's going to be a hard game. Obviously, it's going to be a hard game because they're in League One for a reason, but I think I think we can win. Well, like that help. Yeah. I think it's one of them leagues where anybody can be anybody, can't they? It's, it's just a tough league. Um, I, well, that's how it seems at the minute. Like, so we all, we all, it's a bit of speculation, really. Uh, let's hope we can stay top of the league. Um, a couple of stats, which you know Mick really, really appreciates. Um, we don't have any wins in the last five league games against Wigan. Not a great record. The last time we won was in 2014 when Alex Ravel got his final goal for the club uh, and Tom Lawrence got his only goal for the club in a 2-1 win, uh, I think in November, December time, 2014. So a little while ago. Um, so, but yeah, how do you think we're going to go make... Uh, what, what, we'll talk about lineups first. Difficult to pick because it's again early days, so there's no settled lineup. It'll be big changes from Tuesday. How similar will mm-hmm. it be to Saturday? I think it'll probably be similar, but I suspect he may go more defensive, uh, playing away from home, knowing that they're kind of um, more attacking, sort of minded, if you like. I think he might play with at least four, um, at least four defenders on pitch rather than the three that uh, you know that are established defenders. I'm not saying he's going to change formation, uh, but I suspect he might um, have Shane Ferguson in there rather than than Mikel Miller, just to ha- just to add that 
defensive, um, a bit more sort of defensive um, strength, if you like. Other than that, I can't see it being much a different team, to be honest, to, to what to, to the one that started against Plymouth. Um, we're, we're, listen, it's, they are championship footballers, aren't they? They just had a season playing together in championship, like we said, uh, and that showed last week. For me, it should. Um, so, we've got another couple of gears to go up yet. So, I, I think we'll be all right. But uh, I don't think he'll change it at back, potentially. Just strengthen Do you think we'll see a Dolphin? Possibly. Possibly. Um, but I, I, don't, uh, I, I don't think, if it were me, I wouldn't want to mess too much with that midfield three of uh, Barley, Zalinzi and, and Wiles. I'd, I'd, I'd like to keep them. I, I wouldn't want to mess with Chio. I'd like to keep Chio in there as well because yeah. I think he's a threat. Um, so, Mikel Miller, whilst he's a threat, he's not, you know, we need to add something in that defensive, uh, someone more in that defensive mould. Um, and if I'm swapping out Chio or, or Miller, it's always going to be Mikel Miller at the moment. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I can't see it being much different. <laughs> Yeah, that midfield three is important to me, uh, Danny, because I, I don't think the midfield three against Plymouth, although I don't think they play particularly badly, there was something not quite right about the midfield three. And I wonder mm. if it needs a Dauphin in there just as a bit of more of an anchor than Barlazer can do. Potentially, but the, uh, from what we saw of Rathbone in the latter stages of Plymouth and against Accrington, I would put him into mid. I would put him into midfield. Um, <clears throat> and I thought... Inekwe was a bit... He, he had his moments where he was very good, but at other times he was just a bit... Um, I don't want to say anything insulting towards him, but you, you know you know what I mean? He was just a bit off pace mm. a little bit, and I think it's because yeah. he had new players around him. Because mm. uh, there was uh, Inekwe, um, Reg and Matic, and Matic can't really play in a back three, as we've seen. He's more of a back four. <laughs> he's, he's more of a back four left back. So I I think Adolphin might go as that right sided centre back next to Woody, because then Woody acts as that at the anchor in defence. And we've seen how Harding played uh, at left centre back. He played really well against Plymouth. But I, I agree with Mick. Don't touch Geo. He, he is starting on that right hand side more or less every game he's fit, because. Mm. You know, we, we can see we know what Chio can do at this level. He's like Grease Lightning when he goes down the right hand side. Um, I think Ferguson will start, but Miller will come on for him towards the end to inject pace because him and Chio can swap wings very easily. Mm. So if we've had success down the right hand side and Chio is blowing a little bit, he can swap with Miller when he comes on and then carry on. Uh, and then, of course, Smith and Ladipo up front, I think, until we get that. The other striker in. If if we get the other striker in, that'll be our starting pair up front. Um. So yeah, I've gone three five two, but with Rathburn ever so slightly in front of Wiles and Lindsay in midfield. So you're not you're not playing Barlazer. No, I, I'd I'd keep Barlazer on the bench, and if we have to play defensive, I'd then I'd bring him on for Rathbone. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my team. Might be wrong. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how kind <laughs> fan up is to me when I make that selection. Ben, what are your thoughts uh, compared to <clears throat> Saturday? Uh, I'm going to go Johansson. I'm going to go 3 5 2, obviously. I'm going to go Johansson. 
Uh, I'm not going to change that back five except for Miller out for that Ferguson, lad. I'm going to go same midfield three and same midfield two. Is that because you don't want to forget anybody else's name? No, I feel like Barlas has played in this league. I feel like Wiles has to play in this league. Uh, I think if you're going to swap one out, it's going to be Lindsay. Um, actually, Wiles didn't play that well, to be honest. True. But I'm, I'm sticking with that three because I feel like he, he, he usually stays with the same team. Just, why are you laughing at me? I just wonder whether you're going to change your mind. No, I'm not going to change my mind. But like I said many times, I'm not a football manager, but what one likes to do is not change the team. And the new lives have had, what, three weeks? Hmm. So it'd be a bit uh, unfair to start a lot of them. And uh, tamper with the team. We won 2 0, so I don't think it's going to be a much harder game than Plymouth. So I'd say we're. Uh, roughly the same team just milling out I, I enjoyed that Ben because not only were you fighting about your hiccups you were also having Wi-Fi problems as well I, I was fighting <laughs> I was fighting it's not hiccups it's indigestion okay. I'm glad you said that because I was just about to say Ben is your teeth coming back up <laughs> um, Mick I assume if it, your front two is going to stay the same like Danny said it's got, right now it's got to be Smith and Freddie hasn't it yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I think he's going to ease uh, Josh Coyote in. Uh, but, but like what he said, he's got to be, he, he will have a part to play this season. Uh, but well, there's no doubt about it because there is no way that Smithy and Ladapa will stay fit for 46 games. It's just not going to happen, is it? No. Uh, well, you know, Smith, with suspensions. Yeah, Smith will. Well, yeah, but then he'll get a suspension, won't he? You know, yeah, um, for, for getting jumped on. Um so he'll get book. He'll get. He'll pick up five bookings for, you know, for no. Ed Button, someone at Sunday at Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we're playing Wednesday, aren't we? Yeah, but um, so we've got that. We've got that. To, that joy to come, haven't we? Yeah, we're going back, back, back to back South Yorkshire derbies after this weekend. Um, which is fun. And, and to be fair, Donny and Wednesday got each other this weekend as well, aren't they? Yeah. There's three South Yorkshire derbies in three weeks. Um. Which is South Yorkshire police must love the AFL. I know. These, this fortnight. <laughs> I, w- I wonder if they've they've placed them ever requested it. Can we get them all out of early in August? Yeah, and, I don't yeah. know. We don't really mean out to any of clubs. Yeah, it's better. It's better now than on thirtieth of August, April or whatever, isn't it? So, oh God, yeah, yeah. absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so that's what basically we all decide on fat lineups. Go into Fan Hub and give us your predictions. Um, just a quick update on fan hub table. I'm going to give you a quick update because I'm feeling pretty smug. Oh, no, don't, 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 show mine. don't show mine. I've got don't to check show mine. Mine went down. Shouting at me. Um, so Ronnie Moore is still top of the league. Um, I am closely behind, only four points behind him in second place. Um, we got Bunsey 150 Y as in third place. Um, Lewis. Uh, Lewis Alderman on the pod probably next week is in 11th so he's sitting pretty pretty um, I'm trying to find any one of us Danny what's your username on it? Uh, uh, you, don't, you don't want to look for mine <laughs> Mick, you don't want to look seconds. for mine oh wait no Danny are you 28? Uh, hang on I'll tell Danny you G. Danny G? yeah uh, it might, might be yeah um, I'm just trying to find Ben 
Oh, anyway. oh, oh, oh no, 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 no! I'm not. I'm not. I'm not 28th at all. No, I'm 41st. Ah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, don't. I'm dead. Yeah. That's unfortunate for. Uh, but yeah. So get on there. How's Ronnie Moore um, top? What the hell? He's definitely one still in his squad. One's still in his squad. He's a And he's friends with the football. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying he's in his Yeah, one's still in his squad. One's still in his squad. That's why. But uh, but as we've discussed, it's not only about are you selected. You get 11 out of 11, but you still won't be top of the league. You've still got to check in. Again, listening to this podcast through it and reading the articles pushes your scores up massively. So if, you, if you're not listening through the... Possibly. <laughs> Um, checking in and and from this weekend, the most important one of the most important the miles traveled to the game will count as well. That will also push your score. So, if you go to Wigan and check in, that will push your score quite significantly. So, I, I, I tell you what, though, with this with this miles traveled thing, I want to get at least a hundred score for going all the way down to Plymouth and back for an away day. <laughs> I, I want like a yeah. thousand shares off him for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely deserve that, mate. Um, so I think we've covered everything. Just final, well, couple, well, but anyway, let's do score predictions. Um, score predictions this time of the season are ridiculously pointless, but let's do it anyway. Ben, you started off last season with a bang. I'm pretty sure you got sat. Oh wrong. yeah, got bang on to the da- to the to the minute and the score and the way the goal was constructed. I got it bang on. Um, I'm going to go <laughs> last season. Still, still living off that, mate. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, well, is anyone come close? Ago. No, I didn't think so. Is anyone come close? I didn't think so. Uh, ben, he's still got a quote on his wall of him getting it right. Uh, let it go, Ben. You don't catch me hanging on to stuff. I'll let everything go. Once it's done, it's done and, let, and it's in pass. I'm going 2-0. 2-0, oh, well, I'm very positive. Danny? Well, I got the Plymouth scoreline half right. I just, I just expected too much of Plymouth to actually score. <laughs> um, I'll want to say one nil either way, but then it's like I'm on the fence. I will say one nil to Rotherham. Fair enough. I am going to go one it, one. It, it'll be Smith from a head, uh, Smith from a corner. I reckon. Uh, Mick, you were closest last week. Although I went one nil, you went three nil. Like they are literally just as close to each other from last week, I suppose. <laughs> um, <laughs> What are your what are oh, you as well? Yeah, uh, uh, apologies. I'm going, um, I'm gonna go 2 0 Millers. I'm gonna say we're gonna keep another clean sheet. So you're copying Ben. Why is that what Ben said? 2 0 Millers, yeah, you can copy him. You can, you can yeah. both have the same yeah, answer. That's fine. Yeah, no, you can copy me. You can copy me. I, I, you want to be like me. It's fine. I didn't know you, I didn't know that's what you'd said. I won't listen to you. Yeah, listening. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just start switching off when Ben starts talking, mate. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is the end of the show. I think that's all we've got. Anything else anyone wants to add up? Uh, add up, talk about, mention. Is there anything else I forgot? I think we've covered everything so far. And Danny's got a fly, he's fighting. I'm going to kill it soon. It keeps buzzing around my head. Go away. Um, so. If you aren't already, please follow us on Facebook and Twitter because there'll be some stuff out. As when we get new stuff out, you'll see it through there. Um, go to, if you go to newyorktalk.co.uk, there'll be a, the match preview will be up from Danny tomorrow, up for you today on Friday, Friday afternoon. That'll be up and looking ahead. And then on Sunday and Monday, the review will be up. Uh, subscribe on YouTube because you'll be able to see the uh, scouting report 
as we already mentioned, from Wigan for looking ahead to the Wigan Athletic game. And on Sunday night, we will have the scout report looking ahead to Morecambe. We've got, already got Morecambe fan lined up to come on, on Sunday night at 9 o'clock. So if you subscribe to that, then you'll be able to see that. Also, Danny's match day vlog from Wigan, all being well, will be up uh, Sunday or Monday. So you can look back at what will hopefully be a, a fantastic away day for everybody involved. Yes, fingers um, crossed. And, <laughs> and don't forget, get your final predictions in before half past one, because if you get them in after, well, you can't get them in after. So make sure you do that as well. So you can charge up the table and move us up further as a club, further up the table. Um, so thank you all for listening and watching. We do really appreciate everybody that watches and listens and, and gets involved. We spoke to somebody at the weekend who uh, thinks that Ben's a star of the show. So we do appreciate everybody uh, for that. <laughs> uh, so Mick, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, no, you're very welcome. It's good to be back in England. Uh, and Ben, you've took your headphones off. You're done, mate, aren't you? Yeah, that went. See, something about me. You someone said something about me. Don't worry about it, mate. But thanks for coming. Yeah, you were. <laughs> and Danny, mate, it's a pleasure. Yeah, always good to be on here talking about football. Absolutely. And we will see you all for the podcast again on Monday morning as we will look back at Wigan and looking ahead to Morecambe on Tuesday. Thank you very much and see you soon. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.